City of Hope, named by U.S. News and World Report as one of the top cancer hospitals in the country for the 11th year, brings you City of Hope Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. When you get sick, you want to know that your doctor is helping you and your unique set of circumstances. We're all different, and so are our cancers. What is meant by personalized medicine? We've heard this term before. My guest today is Dr. Elizabeth Myring. She's an oncologist and assistant clinical professor who practices at City of Hope, Simi Valley. Welcome to the show, Dr. Myring. Tell us about how unique each person is and their cancer. It's not a one-size-fits-all, is it? You know, Melanie, no, it's not. And I think that our notion of personalized medicine has changed a lot over the years. Of course, we are all going to hope that our doctors are going to select treatment for us based on our characteristics. We're not all created equal. But as we learn more and more about the human genome and about the genetics of individual cancers, we find that we can actually uh, identify targets that may be more effective and less toxic because we're just targeting cancer cells. So I think the notion of personalized medicine has changed quite a bit uh, over the past several years. Uh, But even within that um, personalized medicine where we're selecting things based on science, there's still an art, I think, to uh, creating a treatment package which is unique to the particular patient. Dr. Meyering, since tailoring that medical treatment to the individual characteristics or needs of a patient or it's the certain type of cancer, I understand that everyone is unique and different, but you only have a certain number in your arsenal of things that you can do. How do you make it different for each person based on whatever it is they've got going on? Well, certainly we have to make decisions on what our goals of the treatment are. If the treatment is curative, then we're willing to put someone through quite a bit uh, more side effects as opposed to someone where we are just trying to help them live longer, feel better, um, knowing that we may not cure their cancer. Now, that's basically trying to select medications with their toxicity levels in mind. But when it comes to targeted therapy, that's actually something where uh, it's a little bit more elegant. And I think that with the targeted therapy, that the side effect profiles are so benign, well, I don't want to say completely benign, but better, then we have uh, more options available and they're broadening on an an ever-increasing rate. Uh, I can't even open up a journal today without discovering that there is uh, a new target uh, that we can aim for uh, with these targeted medications. So certainly, um, you know, it's it's a very complicated notion uh, trying to put together a package. But like I said, the difference is what our goals of the treatment are and also what the family and the patient's goals are. Do you think, in your opinion, that as personalized medicine becomes more advanced, that a pharmacogenomics, you know, genomics, that that these things might happen one day that would be tailored to our genetic makeup? Do you think the pharmaceutical companies are going to be able to, with the help of you oncologists, 
you know, make drugs and things that are targeted to our specific genetic makeup and whatever cancer we might have? That is a really uh, good question, and I think the answer is yes. Um, maybe not to quite such a simple, uh, uh, you know, degree. But for example, we know that women who carry the BRCA mutation can be treated with different groups of medications that are going to have a better chance of having efficacy as opposed to women who are not BRCA mutation carriers. So I think that that answer is yes. The problem really is, is because each individual is unique and different, so are their cancers. And so we have to um, both target the patient and the cancer. But if I could just pause for a moment and say that we are making some dramatic headway with immunotherapy, and that is something where we are more targeting the patient. And so I think that the ultimate answer to the question is, is yes, and that is probably going to be uh, the big wave of the future, and I think is going to be one of the, the wonderful and uh, enormous uh, uh, milestones in, in American or human medicine, I think. So in this multifaceted approach to patient care that is personalized medicine, do you see that this offers a potential to detect the disease earlier? Is there risk assessment of prevention, detection, or is personalized medicine mostly geared toward treatment once you've developed something? Um, it's more geared towards treatment once they have it, but... I will tell you that people who are known to be carriers of certain genetic abnormalities, certainly they have heightened screening. Uh, some of the conditions that we are aware of that are significantly uh, related to increased risk of cancer are things like the Lynch syndrome, uh, which increases uh, GI-type cancers, uh, as well as the BRCA mutation, which increases uh, breast and ovarian cancers, among others. So certainly when people are known to be carrying these mutations, certainly we have heightened surveillance for them. Uh, so I suppose you could consider that also as part of personalized medicine. Uh, now, whether or not us having that knowledge in the future means that we may be able to do things to prevent their cancer, stay tuned because I don't know that we're there yet, but certainly I think we will be moving that way in the future. Uh, I think it's a little bit, you know, it's a slippery slope when we start thinking about do we test everybody and then what does insurance do about that? I think we have to be careful not to fall down that slippery slope. Uh, certainly, again, I've mentioned it before on other segments, the nurture and nature uh, is certainly very important. Just because something is there genetically does not mean that it will happen biologically. So we have to be careful about that. So, so certainly, though, stay tuned for that. Well, and, and I'm interested that you mentioned insurance companies and this multidisciplinary approach. Do you think that as you work with various members of your team, that that together, that team together to help the patient receive really the best outcomes. Do you think along the lines that the insurance companies will jump on board for this personalized medicine and see that it will save money in the long run to give this more targeted personalized care? I, I'm hoping so. That is a topic of debate, uh, certainly uh, uh, 
getting insurance or appropriate reimbursement, not only for the medications but also for the testing that may be necessary, is a hurdle uh, that is, I think we're making some headway and certainly they are warming up to the idea because, you know, having more targeted therapy means having more efficacious therapy uh, and certainly treatment with therapies that aren't working just costs money and does not do anything for the patient. So I think that that is an area where there are many people working on, but hopefully I I think that once we have good tests that actually identify meaningful targets, meaning that we have a medication which may be efficacious in that circumstance, if we can sort of marry those together, I think we have a better chance of success. And and I from the insurance company's standpoint, I I, I do understand because with the escalating healthcare costs, these tests are not inexpensive. A lot of times people think, oh what is it, a couple of hundred dollars? No, these are these are you know, in the thousands typically. So so I understand from their perspective, but we do need to uh, really have the bottom line in mind, and, uh, and I'm thinking that they are beginning to come on board with this. In this age of personalized medicine, Dr. Myring, in just the last minute or so, if you would, give your best advice for what you see as the future of personalized medicine and why people should come to City of Hope for their care. Well, in my opinion, uh, you know, having the resources and the clinical trials available to identify targets to find out whether or not those targets are able to be appropriately uh, utilized or manipulated, I think that really an academic institution is a good way to go. Uh, It's not for every person, but certainly if that is a available, you want to know about it and you want to be educated about it and you want to be a good consumer, I mean, and a good uh, advocate for your own health. And I think having all of those resources, whether or not you need them at the time, I think is valuable. And I would strongly recommend that you learn everything you can about your cancer should you be diagnosed to your satisfaction, and I, I do believe that we have the ability to offer all of those uh, specific types of tests uh, and clinical trials that would be helpful should they be needed by the individual. Thank you so much for such great information. You're listening to City of Hope Radio, and for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.